Hello everyone and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try and take some science, squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully making it less confusing than it was at the beginning. In today's episode, we welcome you to we welcome you to the new year. We'll be exploring resolutions, motivation, habit building, and more. So make sure to stick around. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok at InfoEntropyPod. Um yeah, do it. We appreciate you. I'm Tom Jenks, joined as per usual. Hi, Mitchell Gatting. How are you, mate? I'm doing all right, thanks. So, how's how's it going with you? It's all right. We're bumbling through the intro. We are at practice for the new yeah, year. It's been, realize. been a few weeks, but uh, been, been we, a few weeks. We, we finally made it through. So, so that's good. Yep. Um, Rested, how was relaxed, your break? And all that jazz. Uh, it was really good. Yeah, had a really good time with the old family. Yeah, uh, they were around. We hosted, uh, which was delightful because it means you don't have to do anything because everyone's just like, oh, yeah, thank you for letting us host. Let's, let's tidy <laughs> up. So no, oh, that's wonderful. All, I, really, I really pitched in. I had a good one. Uh, and then I got a little bit ill. So I was on antibiotics. So from oh, the 28th till today, I've been on antibiotics. So no oh, new no Year's. drinks over New Year's then. Yeah, yeah. no New Year's drinks. Uh, got, I bought some uh, alcohol-free rum, which oh. is interesting. It's an interesting, interesting uh, experience. Does it have the same flavor profile? Ish. Without the bite? Ish. Close, close. No, it's still got a little bit of bite to it. What is it? Sure that's because it's just got like way too much sugar or like there's a bitterness to it. Because mm. um, it's the old spice. It's got Captain Morgan's. Oh, okay, nice, nice. Yeah, nothing, nothing special. Um, but it's right, I had a a knockoff Cuba Libre with a twist, just as I used lemon instead of lime. But it's what it is. Um, yeah, <laughs> it was, it was good. Oh, good. And I noticed in the intro you had like a millennial pause there. Uh, well, I tripped over my words. I did that classic <laughs> thing where my mouth is going faster than my brain. I know the millennial and... pause is like. To pause before you after you start re- hearing record. Oh, have you seen this? No, this is apparently a big thing. And especially like when you record yourself, we like pause and then say something. Whereas people that are that are like grown up recording themselves, both audio and visually, will go straight into something and there's like no pause and they're like they just immediately start talking. Whereas millennials and like older generations, they'll pause, get ourselves ready, and then talk. Yeah, and it's called the millennial pause. Oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, I, so I record myself a lot through for work as well. Like um, okay. I have to dictate when I'm out in the field. Day four, we still haven't found the whales. Exactly, right? So um, <laughs> I wonder if I do it there. I'll have to go back and listen to those. That would be interesting, actually. <laughs> You're occupying so many minutes or hours with your millennial <laughs> pause. The start of your... Yeah. <laughs> start of your, yeah. <laughs> There's like a drop down and it's like, are you a millennial? Yes. And it like cuts off the first second of all your recordings. It's interesting. I, I can kind of guess why. Like it, these are the technologies that have come around since birth, right? So we've had yeah. to learn to use them. Whereas if you, I guess you're younger, recording yourself's always been a thing. So it's a bit, maybe just a bit more natural. You don't have to pep yourself up. Pep In contrast, yeah. though, everyone millennial and younger is terrified of picking up the phone. I'm what, 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 what do we refer that to as? Um, social anxiety. 
I'm getting better. Um, I'm getting I'm getting good at that recently. I've been on a, a winning streak of phoning people. Sometimes you just gotta do it. Like phoning the doctor. It's uncomfortable, but you gotta to do, do it. it. Have to do it. You need to get something checked out. Uh yeah. and I'd have to do that like twice. And both times, you know, no one died. It's not me. Um good. It wasn't awful. Social anxiety was there a little bit, but you know, it's fine. Yeah, it's then, important. Very small cafe who didn't. I don't like places that don't have like an online booking system. I had to phone up to book a table. Oh, gross! Like it's not the nineties anymore. To someone, yeah, yeah, like, sort your shit out. And then I get into the whole like I am. We've been over this before. I am Mitchell, <laughs> or my name is Mitchell. <laughs> it, it makes me laugh so much. That this is just like a recurring trigger that we always like circle back to. Christ. Oh dear. I don't Maybe we'll do an episode on that, that one day. We'll, <laughs> we'll break that down. We'll get, we'll get yeah. my sister on the, on the blower. Oh, there we go. Talk, talk to her psychology and we'll uh, see what she says. That is funny. Yeah. Um, I learned a fact today <laughs> that you reminded me of with your intro about antibiotics. And that was, we haven't discovered an antibiotic since 1984. Yeah, it's not, not too good, is it? I'm running out. Yeah, and that that's I I think I'd never been told that fact alongside the fact that you know antibiotic resistance is a thing. So I'm like, yeah, but that's fine. We'll just give them different ones. Yeah, but we're running out of the different ones. Is what I didn't realize. I mean, I know yeah. it was an issue, but um, that sort of because we're currently kind of the trying issue. to develop the, the other ones, aren't we? The ones that uh, it's like the decahedron looking virus, like the thing. virus. Yeah, what is it called? Bacteriophages or yeah, bacteriophages. Yeah, yeah, bacteriophage. Yeah. That'll be that'll be good. I mean, we can get them on the on, on the go. Yeah. yeah, there's been some progress, but uh, maybe twenty twenty four is the year. I guess we'll yeah. we'll cover it if it is. You know, it was know. really interesting that came out. And my dad mentioned it because he said it was quite interesting because he listened. Was the um your fact about the Black Death and it causing us to be weak? Uh, Later in so, life. Uh, later in life, yeah. yeah. So our our evolution to survive the Black Death has caused us, like, impacts later on. Autoimmune disease, especially yeah. in the, the Europe, white European descendants. Yeah. Whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought, like, especially with, like, COVID going on. It's just like, weird, isn't it, how these events happen again. and then still a... Yes, actually, that's... Certainly that would make sense, wouldn't like, it? I'm not saying it causes blood clots, but I know a lot of people that have had blood clots post-COVID. I wonder whether that's like a slightly not caused by COVID, but because everyone was locked down and had to sit in their houses and couldn't go out and all of those things for essentially okay, Tom, two years. My like, uh, what would you call it? My, my <laughs> pre, post, before, I was the same. I know you were, but maybe all these other people getting them Also, work. when I got the blood clot, I was as fit as I'd been in years. So it well, wasn't like... That's your you know, fault for trying to better yourself. Yeah, like, <laughs> F me for trying to run, like, 10Ks twice a week. How dare you? Yeah, how dare I? Um, Speaking of running 10Ks, yeah. are we doing motivation right now? You haven't done the intro. Well, I did the intro, yeah. 
I did. That's the bit I stumbled through at the beginning. And then we just walked oh, into shit immediately. <laughs> yes. Uh, motivation um, and discipline. Motivation, discipline, resolutions, yeah. all that good stuff. I guess you before always- we get into that, yeah. I'll just quickly bash over the news. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. Which had... Do you know, I was so excited on Monday because some really cool news came out um, that the US is going back to the moon for the first time in over 50 years. Uh, so the United Launch Alliance's Vulcan rocket launched on Monday, the 8th of January, carrying a lunar lander named Peregrine um, from the Falcon. commercial company Astrobotic. Astrobotic? Astrobotic makes more sense there. Come on, brain. <laughs> <laughs> I've been reading Latin, you know. Um, aboard the lander are five science payloads from NASA designed to collect uh, lunar data. Um, and it lo- uh, marks the first of NASA's commercial lunar payload services, or CLPS, CLPS. Um, anyway, so the Paragon was scheduled to land in a region named Sinus Viscositatis, Viscositatis, Gossitatis, there we go, or the Bay of Stickiness, as it's otherwise known. Um, And then five science payloads aboard are designed to sample and test the range of lunar environmental characteristics. You have one that will measure radiation, one to uh, study the composition, temperature, and structure of the regolith, or lunar soil, one to look for water, one to study ions in the lunar atmosphere, and one, the laser retro reflector array, is essentially a very shiny object that we're going to point lasers at to measure how far, how much the moon is moving away from us or towards us at any given moment. Um, mm-hmm. Now, this was really cool. There was some controversy about the launch and its payload because there were some uh, cremated human remains aboard the rocket. And right. Some groups, such as the Navajo Nation, objected to ashes being put on the moon on spiritual grounds because to them, the the moon is like a sacred object and, and place. And there was actually an agreement between NASA and the Navajo Nation to never take remains up onto the moon. However, other organizations have done so. Um, anyhow, after... That's a hard one to fight, though, isn't it? It is a hard one. The whole moon is your like sacred ancestral place, or like to do with your religion. Yeah, I guess they get to fight it, and then the companies get to listen, whether they want to or not. I suppose. Um, However, (laughs) telling them like you get there by yourselves, and then you can have an (laughs) input. How about that? I mean. America have done pretty well at screwing over that nation, so they probably <laughs> should listen at some point. Um, right, but hours after separating from the Vulcan, Astrobotics said that issues with the Peregrine's propulsion system briefly prevented the spacecraft from angling itself towards the sun for power. Essentially, what that has meant is the mission is now somewhat of a failure, and there is no chance that they're going to be able to land on the moon. So basically, the the solar panels could not angle towards the sun, and the batteries could not charge. They managed to regain connection to the rocket and change the angle using its propulsion system, and then found out they were missing lots of the propellant that they thought they had. Uh, there was a leak at some point. So 
Yes. Now Astrobotic are considering, and I quote, alternative mission profiles, which suggests that a moon landing is no longer achievable. So after all of that, it may not land on the moon, which oh, is kind of sad. But I don't know. At least they're trying. And I'm sure <laughs> they'll get back up there again at another point. It will be interesting to see what they do, whether maybe they redirect the rocket back to Earth, because it's not built for a water landing, right? But I'm wondering whether they can attempt that to, you know, recover uh, all of the equipment or not. Unknown. Yeah, it's a hard, hard one, isn't it? Yeah. So... If there's an update, they won't. I won't be able to give you an update next week because we're doing a two-for-one today on the old recording. But um, maybe the week after, I'll have an update for you. So you can wait till then. Yeah. Be patient, my friends. Or look it up yourself. Yeah, or the Google's there. You know, yeah. <laughs> what, I do, what I tell people when people ask me tech questions. You know, Google's there or ChatGPT. You know, that's what it is. We live in that kind of day and age. <laughs> well, i've been an it support for family for too long now yeah like you should, they should have picked up something yeah 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 Over the, yeah you thought they would learn something uh have you been following the um ces stuff if you know no. what that is. uh it's like the samsung or the big tech giants get together and they show off new uh technology maybe is it the see-through yeah screens? the tv tv was one of them. the monsters was one of them yeah <clears throat> but another one was the rabbit r1 which is an ai little phony thing but it's not really a phone it's like a, a tech square that has a really good camera on it and a display and you essentially just talk to it and ask it to do things uh, and it connects oh. to the it's called Lamb. The model that it's using is called Lamb. Okay. Which is different from all the other ones, apparently. Um, and it, what it essentially does is it doesn't like API connect. For those that don't know what API is, that is like the the computers talking to computers language. It's, it's like a, the way that it connects in the back end, but it doesn't do that. It essentially learns how to use like the front end, like a person would use a computer, and then does it that way. Um, oh, that's so wild! And can, actually, can somewhat better. Yes, one hundred percent better. Uh, because is... whenever I ask Google to play a certain playlist on Spotify, it's like I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my days. The amount of anger I've got towards the, the Google Home speaker that we've got, where I'm just like, play light songs. And it's just like, no, not going to do it. Like, or like, say, add this song to this playlist. It's like, nah, <laughs> I don't care that you're driving. If you, if you like this song, you want to find it again, you have to risk crashing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's got a camera on it as well. So one of the things that they showed off was like taking a photo of your... Um, fridge and being like i don't know what i want to make for dinner can you you know look at oh, what's in cool. here and, and create yeah. you know, like a thingy it's like yeah i can do that i'm like oh cool sick awesome yeah so that, that's in the, that was, that was one of the big things that the good thing Quite about that i suppose is a lot of the existing technologies rely on you like linking up your stuff to 
the central hub. Like if you have Alexa at home um, and you're like, oh, turn off the lights, you know, that kind of stuff. You have to set up your lights so that they're attached to Alexa so that she can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas a method like this is, I guess, a step towards that barrier, if you know what I mean? Like many yeah. people have Alexas we're, 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 at home but don't have it linked up to all of the stuff that yeah, they could do with it. Essentially, there's one place that this is all linked up to. Okay, so, yeah. So you have like one place where you log into everything like Spotify, Alexa, all that kind of jazz, then it just uses all of them. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Also, it looks cool. Oh, that's what? Well, got to have your fashion, your aesthetics. Yeah, it's, it's um, in partner with um, what they call like Junior. Oh, they make a bunch of really cool tech that I really want, but they're really expensive. <laughs> uh, uh, designed in partnership with. Oh, who is it? I can't remember. Junior. I call them a young something rather. Doesn't matter. All right. But they've currently sold out, so it's what it's. <laughs> oh, wow. It already. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. They sold like Oh, 10, so this stuff's units. for sale then? Yeah, you can buy it's this. Like a, they, they, oh, were, like, okay. they instantly just went, yeah, you want to buy this? Go for it. That's wild. Fair play. Yeah, Fair good for play. them. Good for them. Right. All right. Mo- 20 minutes in. Discipline. We have none because you've just, you know, rambled. Uh, <laughs> We've got motivation and discipline for the show, not how the show runs. Yep. <laughs> um, cool. Do you have any facts? Facts about discipline? Yeah. Um, yes, I have a few, but they're a bit, bit woolly, but woolly, woolly. Okay. So motivation is driven by intrinsic, intrinsic and extrinsic factors. Mm. It has psychological roots. It includes personal satisfaction and external rewards. That's one fact. Nice. Uh, neurological bias, so dopamine and neurotransmitter, plays a key role in motivation in the system of the brain, which I went into. So we'll talk about, a little bit about that in a second. Tasty. And the role of discipline, which is, they're kind of together, I think. Yeah. They're interlinked, combined. at least. Interlinked, interlinked. <laughs> <laughs> Name that movie, Tom. I don't know, mate. Interlinked, interlinked. No. Uh, we interviewed a guy who wrote a book about it. Right. And it's the new Rodrigo version. Rodrigo Kiran Kiroga. The guy that wrote Neuroscience the book. Neuroscience fiction. Yeah. Yeah, it's Blade Runner 2049. Ah. Do you know when they, they check to see that he's not malfunctioning and he has to do the questions? And they always end it with I've seen it once. Yes, the interlinking. It's probably yeah. like has a bad time. They have to be like, "Are you all right?" and then repeat this back to us while saying oh. all the things interlinked. Interlinked. So anyway, interlinked. It's ruined it. It's it ruined that word for me, to be honest. Because anytime <laughs> I hear anybody say interlinked, I'm like interlinked. Like, <laughs> Am I the robot? <laughs> you are a synth. Yeah, well I am done. They're not robots, are they? They are cyborgs. Um, synthetic humans. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, I got a couple of facts. Mine were a bit more New Year's New Year's resolution related. Oh yeah, you went New Year's resolution. I went motivation discipline. Yeah. Well, I thought you know it's the beginning of the year. Maybe some people decided to or not start them. It's all somewhat interlinked. Um, interlinked. Interlinked. What I would say is it's not too late. You can have a resolution now just because it's the twelfth. You know. <laughs> I haven't got one yet. Just want to let yeah, exactly. Out. Don't let that stop um, you. Like, yeah, don't let me stop you. <laughs> also, if you start now and you keep your resolution as long as 80% of people tend to, which research suggests um, that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by mid-February. So if you started now, you'd have yours 12 days longer than everyone else. Nice. And you'd be winning. And maybe that would give you some discipline. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. <laughs> Um, and apparently the idea that some people are just inherently more disciplined is a myth. Uh, as research challenging really? that idea more and more. Oh, and no, that no, discipline no, is instead a skill that is developed. I don't, I'm not sure if I believe this. I think you would have tendencies, uh, maybe also to do with like dopamine that kind of thing in your brain oh that for makes sure. you better at being disciplined and i would agree with that 100 i get distracted is this, is no this for neurotypical people i'm gonna, I'm gonna imagine assume. this is for neurotypical people <laughs> yes <laughs> just so stupid um, yeah but however there is something that you you can practice and i guess you can you can set yourself up for success right like if my phone is just on the table in front of me, face up, and not face down, so it's on do not disturb mode, oh, I'm looking at the thing every 10 minutes. I need to throw it away. Like, what, far phone? enough away. Yeah, far enough yeah. away from me and upside down that my eyes don't look at it um, by accident. And then I pick it up. <laughs> that is, I'd say, with my, my main destroyer of work uh, discipline. But, uh, yeah. Cool. Why, why don't you head on into um, discipline then? We can circle back to resolutions uh, afterwards even... once we've understood uh, well, the concept behind it. So I was going to say the first thing we need to do is the difference between motivation and discipline. Yeah. Motivation is the one-time fleeting boost of energy to get up and go, whereas discipline is the... Uh, what do you say? Like the consistent long term, long term, like chronic motivation, <laughs> chronic. Uh, well, it's not chronic motivation, but like the just you can you continue to do something habit. in good practice for an habit, make it habitual, yeah, uh, over a long time. And that's the thing. And what do they say about habit forming? Isn't it like ten weeks, six weeks of doing um, it? Yeah, it's something like that, isn't it? Um, it certainly ain't easy. Sixty-six days required. Okay. Before habit, but with a range of eighteen to two hundred and fifty-four. Oh well, you know it really depends on who you are. For example, if you're some ADD-derived person like myself, <laughs> I form some habits very quickly, and I'll have that habit for six months. Maybe seven. 
and then I will just lose that habit like I never had it. Really is an issue. And then some things you actively want to habitualize, you can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Like I have to leave the house with a list. Right. Got my phone. Got my keys. Got my wallet. Yeah. Otherwise, I have to leave my house about five times a day. <laughs> Just can't form that habit of picking up the right things without mentally going through a checklist. It's wild. If I, I think everybody does that, you know. Uh, if they say, no, they're lying. They're lying to you. We've said um, this before, though, with like habit forming um, and neuro spicy people. Yeah. Um, it can be really hard. Like for me, like if someone's like, oh, I need to go to bed, they just kind of get into their going to bed routine where they clean their teeth and they do, you know, get changed if they're getting into pajamas or whatever their routine is. Whereas for me, it's like, no, I have to tell myself that I need to go do these things in that order. I don't just do it without thinking and that's what a habit is is when you do something without thinking like i've been going to bed for 30 years nearly i should have that down <laughs> <laughs> but i don't not necessarily tom not necessarily uh, fair, fair. <laughs> oh dear yeah like grace and i we've been um climbing now for a while yeah uh, I've been trying to be like get it as a as a hobby, but we've been been like focused on like eight weeks, eight nine weeks now. So you could say that we it's now a habit. Getting up at six thirty in the morning, you know, climbing. Nice. Does it make you feel like, better? Yeah, and not the time. No, <laughs> to be honest, it's not yeah, like so. I'm waking up like yeah, let's go. It's like let's get this. Break. This absolutely sucks, but I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, like, and if we don't go in the morning, we then go at lunch. That, that's that's the the thing. And if we go if we go at lunch, it means we don't we're not allowed coffees because that's not the reward because we're not we're not dopamining ourselves in that way. Oh wow, you got it all worked out. Yeah, back in the brain. We, we, we had to look at the neuroscience of it of ourselves and when we're going to do it this way. Oh, that's cool. So, there you go. Seg segue into the neuroscience of motivation. Mm. It involves how specific brain processes and chemical interactions drive motivated behaviors this complex interplay of brain interlinked uh regions and neurotransmitters particularly dopamine underpins both our drive to act on ability to exert self-control and discipline you know a lot about the dopamine roles there's a few key components in the, the neuroscience of motivation. Yeah. One of them being dopamine, which is a crucial neurotransmitter and essential to the motivation process. It's a little bit that when you do something you, is good and you like and you want, it goes here. Have some of the good chemical. Have uh, some of the feel-good stuff. It, yes. Um, it's basically your brain's own reserve of cocaine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, you did that. And that made the body feel good. So I'm just going to give you a little go-go juice. Yes. Uh, it's a chemical messenger, and it carries a signal across the neurons to energize thoughts and motivate actions. Um, it's a neurotransmitter that affects different brain regions, such as the hippocampus, which is the bit that is involved in memory, form, form, the memory formation, the amygdala, which is the emotional regulation, and the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for decision-making and recognizing rewards. Yeah, gotta recognize it. Gotta recognize yeah. those rewards. Yeah, that's that's the good bit. 
You then have the mesolimbic pathway, which is a significant neural circuit and is vital in the motivational process. Originating in the ventral tegmental area, the VTA, this pathway projects to the nucleus acubens and other limbic regions that regulate emotional responses. Dopamine release in these areas influence whether we engage in activities ranging from a simple task like getting out of bed to a more complex task like bouldering a four difficulty um, wall. That last one's very specific for me, I realise. For those of you who aren't into bouldering, <laughs> it is difficult. Uh, is it? Oh, blue? Did I say I four know, blue? Mate. You said four. Uh, okay, that's like V4, which blues aren't V4s. They're a bit harder than I think they're going to be fives or some, some, some other stuff. But the, the, the bouldering gym I go to has got colours because pretty colours means it's simple and some means I don't need to read numbers. Um... Others use like V1s. I know the French have their own system. I think the Asia's got its own system as well. Um, but we use it's either V in the UK. But we, it's like green is easy. Then there's orange, then there's blue, then there's pink, then there's purple, then there's red, then there's black. I think there's one further as well. Do you need body armor if you're doing the black one? Why oh, do you need that, mate? Oh, I don't know. To be honest, uh, it would be it, some of some I've looked at. They are rough. Like you would need body armor because if if you fell from them, you'd be upside down, turn yourself ninety degrees, and falling would hurt if you didn't do it properly. Yeah, fair. And then last one is well, not the last. You'll be intrinsic and extrinsic motivation. Which understanding motivation involves distinguishing between intrinsic and extrinsic, which is internal and external motivation. Intrinsic motivation applies to tasks that hold personal interest and are deemed relevant to one's life, while extrinsic motivation is driven by external factors like societal expectations or rewards, such as money. Money! I mean, it's certainly a good motivator when you're at work. <laughs> well, to keep you motivated. Yeah. Well, to keep oh, yeah, you in the building and doing your yeah, job. For in my own home, yeah. keep me in my own home, uh, <laughs> doing the work. They're giving you the monies, right? Yeah, it is the way that they motivate you to do the job that they need you to do, rather than the job that some other company needs you to do. Yeah, or just like releasing me from the, these capitalist shackles, and is yeah. this really all there is to life? Um, <laughs> No. The concept was balance. <laughs> yeah, don't get me started. Uh, everybody should be given money and they can do whatever they want. I don't know. What's, that, what's the, the trial they had Universal in the income trial, isn't it? Universal income trial. And they found that everybody was happier and it was like some people weren't doing the, the high paid jobs and they were doing things that they enjoyed. I was like, oh, still how as nice for them. to society. Yeah. It was the key the thing. thing. Still as productive. People were elected like, to work. Absolutely crazy stuff. Yeah. Uh, the concept of balance, expectancy, and instrumentality, as proposed by Victor Vroom, play a crucial role in determining our motivation levels based on personal assessment and the perceived likelihood of achieving the desired reward. Honestly, it makes sense. It does make sense. A lot of this yeah. makes sense. And then after that, you've got the brain structure and motivation, which is the nuclei ambience act as a personal coach 
where high dopamine levels can enhance the drive to complete tasks, whereas dopamine influences varies depending on its concentration in different brain regions. For example, high dopamine levels in the insula, a different part of the brain, are associated with reduced motivation. This complexity underscores the nuanced role of dopamine in motivation. And hence, if you don't have a good dopamine regulation system, you're stuffed. Yeah, Tom. <laughs> Luckily, I find what I do very interesting, so <laughs> I kind of have an innate sense of motivation there. Yeah, I, was, I, had, I saw a, an article that was, well, someone doing a talk on how, like, um, non-neurotypical people uh their dopamine is like the reason for why their dopamine is all skewed and they did a breakdown of like the different systems that affect and why it like is the way it is well that was quite interesting yeah no it is it is um i think there's like four things that you need to do to keep uh neurodivergence engaged and it's like novelty um interest in the task there's two other ones, but I'm forgetting right now, so I don't want to spout shit. But um, yeah, there are certain tactics. Like if you know yourself, I think when it comes to motivation and wanting to motivate yourself, right, whether you're trying to form a new habit or whatever it is, you need a certain level of introspection rather than just going like, oh, I'm going to do this and see if it works. Like what you've done, you've gone okay, we're going to look about this somehow. We think this is going to work for us and we're setting this system in place. And we know if we follow the system, it's likely to work better. If yeah. you know you're neurodivergent or you have any other tendencies, a, a bit of introspection first to help you plan how to tackle certain habit-forming behaviours is going to help you. Like, I'm going to see this as a, as a, a reward and rewards are okay at this time or if it's this thing once i've done this you know um some people might reward themselves carrots that ain't gonna work for me personally you know <laughs> so i would find something that did yeah coffee coffee yeah there we go that's how we do it yeah uh if i've had a particularly good time saving for like a couple of months Maybe I'll buy myself uh, some Magic the Gathering cards. Who knows? Who knows? Had a good year. Um, Work motivation. Get the bonus in. Maybe I'll buy myself a card. Well, JK, my bonus is nothing. Um, (laughs) 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 One day. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. So, some practical applications of motivation. That'll help. First off, setting goals, as you said. Creating long-term and short-term goals can provide regular victories and sustained motivation, as well as being, as you said, introspective, not just being like, I want to do this. Be like, right, I want to do, this is what I want my the golden achievement to be. How do we get there? Let's split this off into smaller tasks. We're going to do a two-week sprint. Yeah, get, make get it like manageable, with work. Right? Like, yeah, this is the thing that people don't realize when they're like, I'm just going to, I want to run 5K, and then they just go out running and then they don't you know, get any better on like the jazz. If you yeah. plan and manage your running project, like you would a work project or like a research project, uh, you'd have a lot more success. And like stuff with like that as well. It's so much better if you start with, okay, let's learn how to run. And that sounds stupid. Oh uh, yeah. I, I can't, I don't run well. 
But like, actually, if you can just start with very small runs, but good practice and efficient running. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's calling anyone out. I can't do that. Um, but I've thought about learning to run, <laughs> so I can do it. Right? <laughs> I know that's where I'd start. Uh, um, yeah. Because then you don't like, hurt yourself, just, and actually, it becomes a lot easier and enjoyable rather than a slog. Yeah. The small thing when I started, it was like really, really difficult. Was not feeling silly running really slowly. Mm. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, you do have to run like super, 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 super slow, um, and then you just like, oh no, oh no, this like this isn't the but like your knees, your hips, your feet, especially when you're not seasoned, like you haven't got that pepper. Well, it'll, it'll, um, it'll hurt you in the long run. It'll, it'll sound like a pepper shake, a pepper mill, if you uh, yeah, like, if you don't do that, you know. So your, yeah. your knees definitely will be spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to uh, explain to people at like work and all that kind of jazz. What I so I kept doing it over um, New Year's, like calling anything spicy. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean about calling people like spicy or something spicy? I'm like, oh, do you know, it's just a bit like, bit, you know, like neuro spicy. It's a bit different, a bit like, a bit heated. It's like a bit, bit of pain. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a bit spicy. Something chronic that needs management. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not massively. It could be, it could be as simple as like, uh, doing something causes you like mild strain. Like causes you a little bit of anxiety, like me yeah, phoning sure. the doctors. Bit spicy. spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Absolutely love it as as a thing. It's, it's a good like, little pocket what, phrase. What is, you could just throw what in. What does this mean? Yeah. Yeah, especially like a bit of bit of neurospice. Everybody yeah, it's, loves it's one a bit of my go tos They they do. Yeah. Most people have it as well, and they don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Um, this kind of like lines up with some of my, I, I had this kind of down as like resolutions, how to keep them, but I, I think I can join in on this kind of list of things to stay motivated. Um, I think one of the first things is unrealistic expectations. So yes. you start with your planning that you mentioned just then. Um, part of that is having, uh, an expectation that you can actually get to. Okay. Let's say you want to run 20 K one day start with half a k what's wrong with that you you, you're not in any rush to go there it's going to be slow but that's okay life is slow sometimes don't walk yourself you don't have to run the whole time yeah this is what people like absolutely crazy me was like oh yeah i struggled to run 5k so i like (gasps) had to walk i'm like yeah good that's what if yeah you're still out there doing something yeah Like anything that any effort you put in towards that is better than what you were doing. If you're out on a walk instead of a run, you're still not sat at home, right? So any effort you're putting towards that is still good. And I think a lot of like resolution and I was going to say maintenance, but that's not what I mean. Motivation, there we go, um, comes from having a bit of self self empathy. Yes. And not, and being like, oh, I didn't run 5K today. I only ran three because I didn't have time. I couldn't be bothered. And that's okay. You're allowed to not be bothered one day. You're still doing more than when you you did 
happened before you you started the resolution or uh, habit forming behavior. So go easy on yourself a little bit. It's a hard world out there. You don't need to be hard on yourself as well. You know? Agreed. 100% agreed. No, um, I had to start doing that when I was starting off. It's been like, oh, so bad and didn't manage to do this. Like, uh, it's fine. It's fine. And I think that it's can fine. be one of the hardest mental barriers for people. Okay, for yeah. some people, they're like, I need to be hard on myself. That's what makes me get, fine, you do you. But that's not how it works for everyone. So other people need to know that it's actually okay. Yeah. There's there's also the, uh, I don't want to do this because I don't want to look stupid. Not to be rude. No one cares what you look like. Yeah. Like, right. literally no one cares. <laughs> no the, no one cares. The if non like, yeah. harshest way, literally no one cares about what you look like. Or how you running? I mean, think about all the times you've crossed paths with a runner. Right. How many of those specifically stand out to you? Unless, I, I don't know, I unless you have some very it, odd... But there, there, is, there is one. There is one okay, recently is one. that yeah. we passed and we were like, that's an interesting running technique. Probably definitely a bit neurospicy. <laughs> <laughs> You're not helping the whole no one will notice you thing. <laughs> yeah, but I like I don't know her name. I like I don't know who, who she is. Yeah, this is like true. I saw her once. Never gonna see her again. Never gonna see her in again. In my head, it's just like I don't there's like couldn't see her face. Just a man again, it was the silhouette, and I was like, that's an interesting silhouette of someone running. And to like, be fair, if you want to avoid that, you plan. Just learn how to run in your garden or something. You can run in circles in your garden. If you don't have a garden, do it in your front room. Go to a park. Just whatever. Um, yeah. So I think just a bit of self-empathy and realistic yeah. expectations. Break something down. Make it easy. It's and then you get more stuff. rewards as well. Yeah. Do you um, Yeah. Instead of just being one reward at the end, every step up to that reward, you know? infinite rewards if you like <laughs> you've got to trick yourself into your, your dopamine being released <laughs> to that level exactly yeah <laughs> yep. um, any other tips well i actually had a look at like you, know, you said uh about like building habits i did a whole section on building and maintaining habits oh okay yeah whole section we've covered a few of them for building self-discipline so starting small um specific area of your life don't, it's nothing that people do like i'm gonna run and eat healthy and like read 20 books a week and learn yeah. how to float it's just like don't do everything at once because obviously that's such a huge change in your life don't do that do one small thing start with something small and then just work on that until it becomes a habit and then once you that's yes you feel exactly. comfortable you then you know start adding to it another one is reverse engineering goals as I said, you start with your ultimate goal you want, and then you work backwards, bringing in small steps until you like have a um, sort of like path of least resistance or a uh, like quickest way from A to B. It's like in, in yeah. the corporate world, essentially, is the quickest way for you to get to A to B. Um, there's also like Moscow, which is like must have, could have, should have. So you work on the what you must have. So how how do you get from A to B? And then you go. Uh, must have, could have. What could else could I do? And then what should I do? 
that's okay. like, run for your health. Um, yeah. Another important thing is tracking progress. So I got really anal when I was running with, I had a Fitbit that I would wear. So I was tracking like time, uh, kilometers, got really detailed centric, which can either be really good for you or really bad for you, uh, depending on which way you go. I think Tom, it'd probably be really bad for you. Uh, I think it would be <laughs> really good for me until I plateaued. Yes. And, and then, then it, it would be cr- very bad for me. Crushing. And, but the, yeah. once you plateau, you then go back to the drawing board and be like, okay, I'm here now. This is where, this is the new starting point. Yeah. But and I would just go, go from, like, oh, new... nothing's changing. <laughs> well, I might as well give up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Another one is finding an accountability partner. So for Grace and I, that's each other when we go climbing. Yeah. Um, because, you know, we go re- different levels technically with the climbing. Like I, I got like a two month head start on Grace. So, and I've plateaued purely because it's strong enough to do some things, but Grace is very much as caught up to me in certain aspects. Yeah. Like she's, she's doing like blues now, um, which is like what I try and do when I go. So yeah. Having an accountability partner, it's like for honest and mutual encouragement is always good. And then yeah. the, the final one, which can be quite difficult if you don't have someone in the area, is either a role model or mentors. Um, so you look up individuals who have achieved success in your field, and then you go and talk to them and get guidance to see how they did it, how we, would they work for you in your way of doing it, and then moving forward from that. Yeah. Always good to get outside input if you can, especially from people who have either been through it or know what they're talking about. Yeah, back in the day, someone said that I should get a, a, a mentor in an old workplace and it was a case of like i don't um <laughs> have enough respect for the people that work here to get, to get a mentor in this area because they are all all the people are high level great the absolute hell out of me so there's no well, way i could listen to, to any of them and be like oh yeah no you you give me a good and interesting insight i'm gonna take this on board yeah well if you don't have anyone <laughs> who grinds your gears then uh, don't go with those people, <laughs> I would say. Um, I think one extra thing I could tack on there is a lot of people will do resolutions or try and form habits because they think they should do it, right? The, yes. The, the motivation there is extrinsic, right? I should start running because then maybe I'll lose some weight and I should be less than I am because I don't want other people to think I'm fat, for example. Mm -hmm. You're not going to stay motivated with that. You need to do it because you want to lose weight, right? Yes. Or you just want to be better at running. Whatever it is, if you can find an intrinsic self-revolving goal rather than an extrinsic, um, I should do it because of something outside of me, then naturally you're going to find it much easier um and it can feel a bit forced if you're just trying to search for an intrinsic reason sometimes but when you make that link uh, the link's there so yeah it's easier if you can find it if not well you tried (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) it won't you won't always be able to find it sometimes yep yeah you want really good dopamine. Open Magic in the Gathering packs costs a little bit, but... Oh, yeah. That really hits the spot. <laughs> Maybe I'll just buy a booster pack, and every time I do something good, 
Just you open up one. Uh, I bought a booster box, uh, and I was like, like one a day when I'm feeling down during the day, I'll go and open it. And you know what? It was so good. <laughs> it was yeah, so, I so bet it was. was so good. Like the smell, being like, oh, I've got anything good. I've got anything good. I can put my decks. Um, yeah, I think it's a bit of an expensive way of getting your dopamine. Yeah. Maybe I'll is. do that when I'm in the final couple of months of the PhD writing, <laughs> and the uh, that Wild West pack comes out. Yeah, maybe that will keep me motivated. If I start work at nine and I keep going till five, then I get to open a pack. Yeah, or do it on like words, Matt, yes. like words written. Being I like, think that's also get, like, a very 500. a very important thing is like not time but objectives. Yeah, objective-based. I'm very much objective-based worker, not a time-based worker. Back when I was doing my dissertation, Grace was like, right, if you do 500 words, like, I'll send you some food. If you do, like, uh, which is, like, it's just, like, snack food. If you do, like, a thousand words in, like, a day, I'll I'll send you more. If you do, like, I think it was, like, 4,000 words in a week, I'll buy you Domino's on the Friday. And I was like, oh, damn. This is how we get Mitchell motivated to do it. Okay. Yeah. Can you tell Grace to tell me the same thing? (laughs) (laughs) Can Grace buy you? (laughs) Uh, I'll just send it like one day. She doesn't even know. I'll just be like, Grace, I wrote 4,000 words this week. You owe me Domino. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair, I think I achieved that this week. So I'm just going to send her a message now and see what she says. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) um that's funny uh smart criteria is also something else you could use uh i do you know what because of my corporate operating bringing in this world i I absolutely hate the word the the smart yeah i don't think it would work for me personally but for some people out there it might and for if if you don't know what it is uh you can make your goal specific measurable achievable relevant and time bound so if that's something that's going to help you, go for it. It's not wouldn't help me. Um, as I say, I'm not a time bound person. I'm an objective bound person. So mine yeah. would be Smaro. <laughs> objective bound instead of time bound. Yeah. Um, make it your own. You know. I thought, yeah, because it's achievable or attainable, and then time bound or timely. Is oh, okay. There can be this, there's a few that can be interchanged, interlinked. Um, interlinked. Yeah, but I just people use it all the time, and it's just like never, never really comes to anything. Because what people define as achievable and obtainable in time is never really a thing. Yeah. Sad times. Sad times. Um. Trying to see what else I've got here to do with that. I don't think I have anything more like list related or let's say advice to to help you get there. Uh, nothing that we haven't already covered. Um, I did look a bit about just where motivation is thought to have come from, psychologically speaking. Right. Um. And this comes from American psychologist Abraham Maslow, 1943. 
So according to Maslow, humans are inherently motivated to feel better, or sorry, to better themselves and move toward expressing their full potential self-actualization by progressively encountering and satisfying several levels of need, from the most fundamental, such as food and safety, to higher order needs for uh, love, belonging, and self-esteem. Now, eventually that theory kind of grew to include the need for self-transcendence, and people reach the pinnacle of growth and find the highest meaning in life by attending uh, to things beyond the self. Now, I've been challenged a lot, 1943. However, it does sort of cover most of the basics um, of human motivation, even from like an evolutionary standpoint. It makes sense that we're motivated, or our brain will try and motivate ourselves to keep doing things that bring us a net benefit, right? Um, I found food by looking in this type of plant or bush, get some dopamine. I form a better memory of that because there's dopamine being injected into the hippocampus. So I look out for that bush more often, right? For example. Now, what's brilliant and terrifying about that is you have things like loot crates and loot boxes, which completely exploit that mental mechanic of dopamine and habit forming. Like, and honestly, booster packs are the exact same thing. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100%. It's like, let me open this packet and see what I get on the inside. Um, Sometimes it will be amazing and I'll be super happy. And sometimes it will suck a chode wider than the grand canyon (laughs) right um but that's the ups and downs you know um however that kind of and we we do this in animal behavior as well the sporadic rewarding um of animals especially when you're trying to train them often leads to a higher motivation for that animal and let's say i'm training a dog and i give that dog the same treat every single time that I do it. Maybe it's just a piece of kibble from its, you know, daily dinner or whatever. Now, by comparison, I could have like a meaty chew thing that it absolutely goes nuts for. I could still have that kibble um, and I could have like peanut butter or something that it also goes absolutely nuts for. If I'm sporadically feeding it these three different things, mainly I give it the kibble, but then every five rewards i give it like a meaty stick and then every other five rewards i give it peanut butter or something like that it may actually have much higher motivation because it doesn't know when it's getting the higher value reward um so yeah it's quite interesting in terms of psychology and animal even human behavior it's been shown in humans as well Uh, i mean loot crates are exactly that so that's why I think playing Escape from Tarkov is much the same as playing as Loot Crate because there's so much time that you uh, it's absolute ass, but that one time that it's good, you're like, ooh, baby, <laughs> dopamine! Yes. This is a problem with like League of Legends and Smite and things like that. You know, you're going to have four bad games and you're going to be like, this is not the one. And then you're going to play one more and it's going to be the best game of your entire life and you just get sucked back in again. Yep. I'll do it. Do it. Yeah. So you hoover in. It's like, am I going to be mana screwed or flooded this game? Who knows? (laughs) But I know if it happens to be four times in a row, then I'm going to have a good one. You know? Yeah. 
on a read though it asks if you had a good game though and you just put no every time (laughs) (laughs) a few times i've put yes but i know it's because i've completely curved out properly um and they haven't um to anyone who is absolutely baffled what we're speaking about card game you you put things down so you can play other things and sometimes you get too many of the things that let you play things or not enough or sometimes it's just perfect and you get all the dopamines yeah all right cool we're coming up to the hour now is there anything you'd like to squeeze in the show before we uh, round it out? No, that's it. All right, cool. Well, I guess then for our first episode back in 2024, we will end it there. So, yeah, thanks for listening. Don't forget to share this with your friends, families, anyone who will listen. Um, if you want more fun information science, you can follow us on the website formerly known as Twitter, TikTok, at InfoEntropyPod, and Instagram, InformationEntropyPod. We've got some cool uh, artwork and stuff for each episode going on up there. And of course, whichever directory you're listening to this on right now, you can give us a follow, a rating, a like, a comment, whatever it is. It helps us out in the rankings more than you know. Even just a simple, on Spotify, you can just copy the link and it thinks that you've shared it with someone. You don't even need to send it to anyone if we embarrass you that much. But it helps us out massively. So, uh, yeah. (laughs) Any final notes there, mate? No, that's it for me. Awesome source. Well, you guys let us know if you get any New Year's resolutions or you are feeling more motivated after this show. We'd love to hear from you. And I guess we'll catch you next week. Peace. Indeed. Do you have it up?